I'm going to start the show. He thinks I'm kidding. Do it. All right, here we go. Do it. How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yeah! Just be like that. Really, really curious to listen to that and see how much of your whispering got picked up. I hope not. See if there's any whisper singing that's uh Full disclosure, I was lip syncing the crap Steven out of that. <laughs> Actually, I bet, I bet there will be special treats. I think there's going to be a couple spots, yeah. I know. Jeez. Anyways, everybody, welcome in. Thank you for clicking on our podcast. You are listening to the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, the home of the wackiest and most active fantasy football league in the land. As always, I am your host, Chris Mitchum, along with two of my best friends. We have Tim Raider. What's up, everybody? How's it going? And we have Aaron Hunt, who made it back just (laughs) in time. That's my nickname. They call me just in time. That's what she said. Nice. All right. <laughs> yes. No. Welcome in. We have season two, episode four for you today. Um, we're a little late. We haven't talked in what, like a month? It's been uh, just yeah, about about a month or right over a month. Give it right at like four weeks. No, we'll get into more of that. Why we took a month off, basically. But uh, it is the evening of Thursday, July eighth, two thousand twenty-one. Somebody put it wrong in the show doc. Almost said ninth. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> Aha, uh-huh. Aaron, looking at you, dog. Um, <laughs> we, we're trying to How do jeop- you know I didn't do that on purpose? Trying to jeopardize the host here. We have a great show for you guys today. Uh, as always, we're going to run down some news and notes from around the league. And then we have some debate superlatives. We are going to debate some future superlatives. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it, it was like a B plus. Superlatives. Super. Like par, but not, not a pair. <laughs> Shout out to all the pair. <laughs> it's English still. Full disclosure: I can't not say the word superlative to save my to save Dude, my life. You suck at that. <laughs> I can't do it. Anyway, we're going to, need to debate uh, who we think is going to win some of the superlatives come the end of the year, and then we have the first of maybe ten. Or eight, because we're here. So I guess we'll interview ourselves. I don't know. But the first of the squads, the exclusive interviews, we're going to interview each person on this podcast, run down their teams, what their expectations are, and get to know them a little better, because I think that's how this podcast grows. So thank you guys again for joining in. Before we get started, you know what it is. And actually, you know what? I have two potential drinks of the day sitting in front of me. And I'm going to go with this one. We have a Sun King Brewery Orange Vanilla Cream Ale. Solid. Oh, yeah. Now, Tim said this tastes like what? Fruity Pebbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tastes like Fruity Pebbles. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? That's delicious. It's delicious stuff. Uh, Tim, what are we drinking? Uh, the unofficial beer sponsor of this podcast, Miller Lite. Life's all right with a Miller Lite, baby. Aaron, what you got? I got the Corona on deck tonight. Also decked out in Corona gear. Got the Corona shirt. If we had video, you guys would be able to see it, but you're just going to miss out. I hey, look pretty hot. I'm just saying, the last social media, I recorded this Zoom. Does that mean we're getting a, we're getting a YouTube channel? We could. So actually, the last recording I did turned out a lot better than I thought it would. Um, I thought it was pretty good. But anyway, those are your drinks of the day. Without further ado, hey, let's just get into everything here. Nice. All right, so we took a month off. Um, Tim, what's been going on in the life of Tim Raider? I know you got a house. You got a fiance. What, what else has been going on, man? Oh, just casually waiting for the football season to start fantasy football to become a more daily part of my life. 
you know, it's a very sad off season. You know, there's a lot of things to be happy about, but also very sad about not being football right now. I'm going to stall a little bit and give you some time to look up how many days until week one kickoff, because that gives me life. And kind of like what Tim said, it's been kind of slow around. I'm going to guess 66. Anybody else got a guess? uh, 72. Uh, I don't know where that number came from. I'm going to go 61. All right. All right. Google says 63 days until the NFL season kicks off. Price is right, rules. Aaron wins. Good job. Um, 63 days. Can't wind them down fast enough, baby. But kind of what Tim said, there hasn't been a ton of action in this league uh, the past few weeks. I know we've all been busy. We've all been traveling. For me, anyways, uh, one reason why we are a month late is I was on – I was in the middle of nowhere last week for about five days in the Appalachian Trail, which I learned the locals call it Appalachian. So if you want to be uh, if you want to be cool, if you want to be hip, call it the Appalachian Trail. That's what culture people call it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> and also, as you can see, rocking the Tampa Bay Lightning hat, Stanley Cup champions as of last night. Baby, baby. Our future guest here soon is also a Lightning fan. I had no idea. Aaron, to you, dog. What's been up? Lots of golf this summer. Uh, I feel like in one word that would describe what's been going on. Uh, but behind the scenes, I had also been looking for a property and that has actually come to an end. So I accepted an offer on a condo. Uh, nice, nice, north, nice. Northwest side of Indy and the, kind of the Trader's Point area. So, Oh, yeah, uh, baby. Heck yeah. When's moving so, day? Moving day. Well, I close on July 30th. So I'll be moving in that weekend and then. Right after that is a Tim's bachelor uh, party going on, so it'll be cool. Yeah, I can't miss that. We're going to dance and shout, shake our booties onto the ground. I love it. All right. Okay. Well, maybe that's uh, that. Maybe that's the reason why we're a month late. We got a new condo. We got a house and a fiance and somebody missing football, and we had the Appalachian Trail. So there you go. What is it called? Appalachian Trail. Excuse me. You're welcome. Cultured and woke right here. Um, all right. So – also, while we were gone, that means we missed out on a ton of news, right? Yeah, not quite, really. It's yeah. it's been fine. But we'll run through it anyways, because that's what you expect from us. First off, and I think deservedly the leading story, Aaron Rodgers. Dude, it's still not any signs. And then I don't know if you guys watched the, the match. Um, I did not, but I heard a quote that he was basically just like, hey, Aaron, what's going on in Green Bay? Are you guys going to come back? And he's like, we'll see. Yeah, I did not watch it, but I saw that. I don't, I don't know. There's nothing new to report. I think it, I think they'll eventually show still, but Aaron, Aaron as the Devonte Adams owner, how much are you puckering right now? <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit, man. But as we're getting closer to the season, I think he's going to end up showing up. I, I think he's just going to be a victim of his own contract. There's not going to trade him. They've already made that clear. So he's probably just going to take an approach of, well, I might as well just go because that's my only option. And then after this year, I think he's got a lot more leverage. So, yeah, you might as well go make $30 million for 16 weeks or 17 weeks. Why not? 17 weeks, man. Got to pay up. All right. Yeah. You're, you're waiting with, you know, short breath. I think uh, Zach's waiting with short breath as the owner of Aaron Jones. Uh, Everybody with a stake in that Green Bay offense, even myself with AJ Dillon, it's like, geez, come on, Aaron. Um, the second piece of news, which is a little interesting, Dallas Cowboys are going to be your hard knocks team for the year. As a Zeke owner, I am ecstatic because that means all those HD cameras, they're going to oil up his thighs and his biceps, and he's going to look like a freaking rookie again. It's going to be hot. You're going to see how fat he is when he shows up to camp. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all the reports out of camp, man, he's as explosive as ever. I just hope it doesn't turn into the Jerry show and he, you know, shuts up and just lets the players kind of have the spotlight. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Jerry Jones. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, I'll be watching just because it's football and I love hard knocks. So I don't know about you guys. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, reports out of Tennessee, AJ Brown, shout out Steven and team Mount Passmore still recovering from his knee surgeries in the off season. Is this a concern to you guys? We all kind of knew it was happening, but the fact that he's still saying in recovery mode, is that any cause for concern for Steven in particular? 
I think it's something to watch. Absolutely. Especially when you're talking about knees, no matter what your age is, when you start having knee problems, those are important that usually, uh, you know, avalanches into something else eventually. So AJ Brown, he's, he's kind of a freak athlete. So he might just be able to be like, nah, this isn't going to affect me, but, uh, it is something to monitor. Yeah. I think for now it's, it's a no, no deal, no issue, because as long as he's there week one, you know, I think it's an issue if you're a rookie or a second year player, but you know, he knows how to conduct his business. And as long as he's there week one, that's all that really matters. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, everybody kind of knew about it. So I think the fact that they just kind of told us what we already know, everybody's like, Oh my gosh. It's like, we kind of already knew who's recovering from it. So, uh, Steven, I think you're good for now. Um, so go to the owner of Zach Moss, Mr. Tim Raider reports Hi. out of Buffalo, Zach Moss, RB one role for Buffalo this year. Um, do you, as the Zach Moss owner, are you get excited over that news or what? what what's I don't remember deal? what I was doing that day, but when I got the alert, I did a double take and I was like, nice. That's it. And that was my reaction. You know, I was like, <laughs> nice. I, you know, that might raise him from an RB four to I might be able to flex him as an RB low end, low end RB two at his, at his ceiling still. So, you know, he's not going to catapult into a top five ranking anytime soon, but you know, that's kind of why I drafted him last year. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he takes the RB one spot from Josh Allen. We'll see. Uh, but we'll <laughs> move on to uh Nikhil Harry requesting a trade from the Patriots who owns him in our league. Is that you, Aaron? No, nah, I, I dropped him. Does. Yeah, I, I I put this on here uh, begrudgingly because I in our draft, our startup draft, I drafted him over Justin Jefferson. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and Chris, right after I drafted Nikhil Harry, because there was a lot of hype about him, kind of you know coming into his own, going into the season, and then he just did not pan out for the Patriots. But Chris was like, "Man, you, I thought you were going to go Justin Jefferson there, just go with the young gun." Ah, uh, that's that, that's that's my biggest regret so far in fantasy. I've still fantasy football. I think I've still avoided going back and looking at our initial rookie draft for that reason because I don't know that I want to. Mine was so bad. Shout out Todd Gurley in the fifth. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, last one. Just a bit of you know, uh, just your run of the mill news. Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Pitts agree to their rookie deals. Each north of $30 million with 20 guaranteed. God dang. Get paid, young men. Get paid. It's so, a lot of money. And I know. I know there was a little bit of nervousness in Jaguars camp because there was some offset language that Trevor Lawrence was going back and forth with. So good to see both of them uh, getting signed because they both happen to be on my team. So. You guys want to hear a funny joke? Yeah. Whenever Urban Meyer said Trevor Lawrence, it's not ready yet. I don't know if he's the week one starter. Can't commit. <laughs> Hey, Gardner Minshew. What is he Minshew doing, Mania. dude? As an Ohio State fan, go Bucks. Love me some Urban Meyer, but I think he's going to be an awful coach, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> Travis Etienne, ultimate handcuff. <laughs> Lining up with the wide receivers. I mean, we wanted this guy, but Etienne's fine, too, I guess. Literally said that about his own player. Like, gosh, that's so bad. Yeah. Jeez. All mm-hmm. right. So start a training camp July 27th for everyone except the Cowboys and the Steelers. They'll open camp to July 21st. We're getting close, boys, getting close to those camp reports, getting close to the first depth charts. Man, I, I really think a, a lot of uh, action is going to ramp up in this league once training camp starts. We see all the Oh, hype. yeah. Injuries. Big injuries coming every year. I know. I know. And injuries. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. All right. Well, there is your. Wood. There you go. There is your news for the day. Let's get on to some bait, shall we? All right, everybody. So my turn to take the mic here. We've got our preseason superlatives. Yeah, you heard that right. Superlatives. Superlatives. I say uh, <laughs> the word correctly. However, I can. Uh, hidden talent of mine, I guess. Uh, we got uh, nine individual preseason superlatives for various teams to give out. So this will be a lot of fun guys. So for every superlative that we have two of us, that being, you know, two of Chris, myself, or Tim are going to be giving arguments for why a team should win that award. So it's going to be debate style. It's kind of been our theme uh, with our show uh, in the past. We're just going to keep it rolling. Uh, The host that did not pick a team 
is going to declare a winner based on who had the best arguments for why the team should win. So it's really going to be coming down to who has the cleanest argument, what makes the most sense to whoever's judging. Uh, And this is fun too. So whoever loses, meaning that they got picked the least when it comes to winning arguments for awards, you must chug your drink at the end. So it can be a fresh one. So all of us have a beer currently. You can just chug the one you're just drinking or, uh, you, you know, the one that you haven't drank yet or a fresh one, you can just chug that entirely. It's up to you. The winner gets to choose the sign-off song for this week's episode. So whatever you want, no restrictions, can be as vulgar as you want. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> all right. It's a family podcast, man. I know. Maybe not this week. All right. So let's do the rundown. We'll go to the first one of the night. So this is the comeback team of the year in 2021. So what this award represents is a team that just really had some unfortunate luck last year or just really didn't do as well as we all thought that they're going to make a comeback and, you know, be a team that's competitive, make the playoffs, maybe even win a couple games, those, that, that type of team. So, the first matchup is Tim versus Chris. Chris, make your case. Uh, I feel like this is one of the ones that's super easy to make. Um, it's obviously Clayton. It's obviously the Red Rocket. And it's because of Christian McCaffrey. That's my argument. I'm just kidding. Yeah, my- <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. No, honestly, I mean, we, we've said it before. We all know Clayton was the injury bug guy last year. Julio missed some games. Keenan Allen missed some games. Kenny Galladay basically missed the whole season. Um, so he gets all those guys back. And like I said, he gets Christian McCaffrey back. We've all said it before. He has one more year to really make a run at this thing. Um, I still think he has some work to do on his team, but he is my vote for comeback player of the year. I think he makes the playoffs potentially with a deep run. Yeah, my notes on the <clears throat> uh, little paper with words on it, whatever you want to call that document. The show doc? Yeah. Uh, for argument's sake, I'm going to take Zach. Uh, I think he solidifies himself as a playoff contender with, you know, you got Carson Wentz. Cam Akers is now going to be the running back in LA. Um, trades for Aaron Jones. So that's a nice three-headed running back monster. Um, and then he also solidified receiver, a little bit solidified with Tyler Lockett. You know, we said that we talked a lot about Lockett before wide receiver eight last year. Um now on his bench and then, you know, grabs Troutman potential breakout tight end. So uh, I think Zach's done a lot to upgrade his roster and I say comeback team because, you know, I bounced him in the first round of the playoffs last year. I think he's really made his team a lot stronger. So I think that he could go a little bit further. I dig it. All right. Well, I think the judgment on my end is going to be saying that Chris is the winner. Bang, uh, bang. My reason being is that, the margin for the comeback, right? Clayton was probably one of the worst teams last year by record and objectively. If he goes from that to a fringe playoff team, possibly making the playoffs with getting people healthy, Zach made the playoffs and the best he could do is a deep run. So I feel like Clayton has the most to gain there. The second one that we've got on the docket, the rookie draft award. So this is who, we think had the best rookie draft uh, rounds one through three, uh, just in totality based off of what our team needs were. So this matchup is going to be Tim versus myself. Tim, state your case. Certainly. So there are two people I think that are high and away the leaders for this uh, superlative. And so I am going to back myself. Yeah, this is going to be just freaking and self jerk off here. Here we go. Yeah, just full full I'm, warning I'm gonna, to you guys. I like it. So, you know, I, <laughs> I, I traded, love it. <laughs> I got last year. So I got two first round picks. I was picking at two and eight. Two, I got Jamar Chase, and I was between Chase and Javante Williams. Well, at eight, I got Javante Williams. So that's right there is incredible value. You got a wide receiver, young stud running back youngstead those are two positions that can play right away and start right away and produce in fantasy and then in the second round i 
go ahead and make that trade and grab Justin Fields, potential quarterback of the future, no promise, but you know, I needed to take another shot with uh, Burrow being hurt last year and Kirk Cousins is the only other quarterback. So I, I do get a, another high upside young rookie. All right, Aaron, state your case. Well, I just think it's me um, because I had three first round picks and I feel like the picks that I did choose uh, sets me up to have success in the future, even though I am a contender. So I have cornerstone pieces that I picked that will be on my team, hopefully for years to come. Those being Kyle Pitts, Trevor Lawrence. Najee is definitely older. He's 24, but he's going to help me to compete this year and definitely for the next two to three years at least. So I think those, and then my second round pick, I think was one of the best values in the second round and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, the chemistry is already coming together with Jared Goff out of camp. There's a lot of beat reporters saying that he's uh, way above schedule as far as his playbook knowledge. So I think all of that in totality, uh, I think I, I had the best draft. You want to rebuttal? Do I want to rebuttal? Yeah. About Will why? allow it? Why? I, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, this is this debate, okay, dude. So, I want to see so some blood here out go, here. Here we go. <laughs> well, I'll wrap it up here in 20 seconds. Okay, so Aaron, how many picks do you have next year because of this year's draft? I get it, but zero. Uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end, rookie tight ends don't produce. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, rookie quarterback, you're not going to play him over Russell Wilson. Najee Harris, the Pittsburgh offensive line sucks. And while these are all good rookies, I'm just saying this like super mean because, you know, I want to win this argument. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to go in deep on a rebuttal either. I think those are all super good points. Uh, I did give up a lot to get Kyle Pitts. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm kind of just banking on him being a superstar. If he's not top five QB in the league, I think that's a bust for me. And then Najee Harris, the offensive line is a big concern. So I think you uh, had some good counterpoints there. Um, the only thing I could add would be uh, Melvin Gordon, still there. Javante Williams, he might be uh, RBBC all year. Uh, Jamar Chase, we don't actually know how all the targets will be. Uh, we think he's going to get the most targets on the team, but there's a lot of good receivers on the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, boys, back to your and corners. Really back to your corners. Jeez, you guys are beating the hell out of each other. Gosh. I think Tim won the rebuttal. I talked to the judges. They had a split decision. It came down to me, man. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a boil it down to – remember like the whole – I know last year was our first year as a dynasty. Remember the whole last year of a rookie draft? It was CEH or Jonathan Taylor, that kind of thing. And CEH got chosen first, but Jonathan Taylor ended up being a little better. But Jonathan Taylor had, oh, he has Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines, but CEH is the guy, right? I kind of feel that way this year about Javante Williams and Najee Harris, to be honest with you. Like, Najee Harris, obviously he's the guy. Uh, arguably better offense, probably better offense. Um but I just I had this feeling about Javante. I thought he was more talented coming out. I feel like he's gonna be that guy. And the fact that Tim got him with the eighth pick, Jesus, is good. Um, I, like I said, I like Kyle Pitts, and I feel like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, as of right now at least, are pretty close. Um, it's just I'm a Justin Fields guy, so I think he's just a winner. So. Um, just based on the value of the picks and kind of what Tim said for the future thing, I'm going to give the edge to Tim, but I think you guys are correct when you say both of you had the best drafts. So I think it's pretty definitely. Easy. All right. So I'm going to give that round to Tim and next cool. up, Tim is going to be the judge and I get to beat Aaron yep. around a little bit. Let's do this. All right. So this superlative is the free agency award. And so that's going to be since the off season, since the season ended of season one, uh, who is the best free agency performer? Aaron, take it away. So this was difficult because I feel like our league, while we're, we were super heavy on trades, lots of trade activity, and a lot of participation with the rookie draft, there wasn't a lot of waiver wire pickups, which I think is kind of the normal uh, flow of things. So really mine came down to Anthony, just because I think he had the single most underrated waiver wire pickup of the off season in Zach Wilson. Uh, I feel like that was a really solid pickup for him because he's got Lamar Jackson as a starter. Um, everybody's so down on Zach Wilson to the point where it's almost a value that he just was able to pick him up off the waivers. I mean, if he's going to be the starter, the jets will be better this year 
simply because Adam Gase is gone. So uh, if he turns out to be incredible with his arm talent and just what the Jets saw in him, I mean, this could be a Justin Herbert situation. Can, can I go, Judge? Am I good? Yeah. Can I get out of my way. corner? All got? right. Can, no, no. Um, no, so I picked uh, Zach, and I picked him rather emphatically. So you have to put, you have to remember whenever you give something off the waiver wire in the offseason, you're not going to get it to studs. You know, there's not going to be a really good player out on the waiver wire in all likelihood. So it's all about James Robinson. That, that's true. That's true. Offseason. But uh, I also, whenever you picked up James Robinson last year, you didn't know he was going to turn into the RB1. So. There's that, but I, I think when it comes to making waiver wires in the offseason, it's all about incrementally making your team better, and I chose Zach because he had a lot of moves, and each move made his team incrementally better. Drop the Bears defense for the Washington football team. Washington football team might honestly have the best defensive front in the league, at least with my boy Chase Young on there. Drop Drew Locke for Daniel Jones. I think that's a slight increase. Daniel Jones, he's been inconsistent, but we know he's a gunslinger. He can put up points. Drop Carlos Hyde for Philip Lindsay. I think that's a slight improvement there. And of course, he dro- he picked up Adam Troutman, who we all know is one of the biggest sleepers of the tight end industry. So um, I think nobody necessarily made their team that much better with the waivers, just because it's offseason of the waivers. You don't know. But when it comes to incrementally making your team better, just that much better, that guy that might put you over the top, I think Zach did it better than anybody this offseason. Oh, man, this is a tough one. So it's the Big Bang or – Better by if you inches. want to call Zach Wilson a big bang. <laughs> I will say, you know, I'll, I'll bet at, I'll bet Daniel Jones finishes higher than Zach Zach Wilson this year. Oh, I, really? Oh yeah, Daniel Jones. Like I said, dude, he's gunslinger. That. But what do you want to put on points? I think Zach Wilson's the king of the Big Apple. Dude, mm-hmm. we we got to figure out this freaking bet system. Aaron and I have one last last week or your, last your guys' is I crazy. Right what now. Devin Singletary and Travis Etienne? Yeah, that one's wild. Yeah, no, I think I think Daniel Jones outscores uh outscores Zach Wilson. All right, order in the court, order in the court. Um, when I was looking at these rosters and who you guys picked, I definitely saw the upside, and I thought I was going to choose Aaron for Zach Wilson. You know, quarterback, I, I get buying low on one, but if I'm going to go base my judgment on the debate is that Chris won the debate, and I what I think personally sets it for me is potentially just the defense you know that's a significant upgrade um yeah i really thought i was going to pick aaron but after after listening to chris talk i think the incremental upgrades that's going to sell me and i haven't even graduated law school yet it hurt me so (laughs) bad to drop the washington football team defense because i had them on my roster but i didn't have room i didn't have room for two defenses I just wanted to keep it away from somebody. So you're lucky, Zach. All right, Aaron, on to the next one. Let's roll. All right, so the fourth one, off-season GM award. So this is just the team that had the best general management of their team in the off-season in totality. So they just know their strategy. They know what they're trying to do, and they just went for it. This is going to be Chris versus Tim. I'm the official judge. Tim, we'll have you start. Okay. Well, not to spoil it, but Chris and I are starting on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of performance based on last year. So I'm going to give my off-season GM superlative to none other than our champion, Kyle Stretch. Uh, remember, he won last year, and then some of the moves. Hang he on. made the I trade with me. I can't find my boo drop, but he deserves a boo because he's Stretch. Keep talking. I'm sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to do that, Stretch. <laughs> Um, so he made the trade with me, right, uh, centered around Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon. He gave up Mixon to get Jacobs. You know, we we debated in the ring, and I think I won that, but it was a very close Hand, debate. Handedly, no. We all said uh, that. <laughs> <And laughs> I remember that. You know, before before the Zach Moss news broke, he did trade for Devin Singletary, who I do still think you know has some fantasy value in the flex spot. And then the the bigger trade is he did go out and get Amari Cooper, basically upgrading his wide receiver two from Cortland Sutton to Amari Cooper. And that fills a really big hole on his team because he was rolling out Mike Evans, who's a good receiver. And then it was always like Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel. You know, you know, now he's got a, a solid wide receiver two on there. 
And there's a couple of moves there. I think I'll give it to Stretch to go from champion to not taking his foot off the gas. He's been active on the trade trading block, and uh, I think he's improved his team a little bit. All right, Chris, what do you got? Uh, so I definitely agree with Tim there. I think Stretch did make his team better. But uh, you know what makes me really happy is when people see a problem and they're like, you know what? This isn't going to work. And they just go full on to solve that problem. And that's exactly what Don did this year. Last year, he kind of sucked, right? He did not do well. So he said, you know what? Aaron gave me this preposterous trade offer to basically, he gave me his entire 2022 draft to take one pick. So that kind of just started it, right? And he's like, all right, well, I don't have any picks this year, so my team's not going to get any better. So I'm going to load up on 2022. And then he sees like, you know what, Zeke, he's 26. You know, next year, 27, has a lot of yards on him. And I'm in rebuild mode, especially after that trade. So I'm going to trade him away and get another first rounder and a couple other pieces. But um, yeah, he just went, you know, balls to the wall and said, okay, uh, while he might did not make his team better, he knows that I'm in need of a rebuild and I'm going to do it. And now he has what three draft picks next year and two draft, two first rounders in 2023. He's just ready to go. He's in full rebuild mode. And as of right now, I think he's the only guy in the league doing so. So I think he'll have an advantage coming at the end. And that all started from this off season. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, Cause I can see both sides. I think I agree that stretch, made his team, uh, you know, stay where he's at. He's going to still be a contender with the moves that he was doing. He was competitive with his offseason moves, and I definitely see Don as well. Um, I think I I give the edge to Chris just because Don's strategy is he was super clear from the start. He never wavered. Uh, he kind of knew the state of his team, and he went with it. And I think uh, – He's not going to really contend this year. I don't think if he asked him, he probably would say he was not going to contend either, but uh, he's setting himself up, up well for the future. So I will say I, I had the big advantage going into that fight. I think Don was kind of the obvious choice, but <laughs> yeah, I'll put that out there. All right. So going on to number five, we got the Blue Balls Award. Oh, yeah. What is the Blue Balls Award, you ask? It is a team that's likely going to start off hot. Who's going to come out the gates hot, but then disappoint on the end, a.k.a. the Hayden Award. Who's going to win it this year? Um, I am the judge. We got Tim. We got Aaron. Aaron, I'm going to let you start this one, baby. Who is your start off hot but end in disappointment squad? I think it's you. <laughs> I got think fired. Okay. I think it's you. Um, and the reason I say that is just when you look at your backfield – very talented, right? Saquon Barkley, you know, he in the industry right now, undisputed top three, right? Uh, but he's coming off an injury and he still is iffy about getting to training camp on time. I think there was a report that just came out this week that basically was saying that. So they're taking their time with him. Uh, but we've seen this before where a guy gets a serious injury, comes back. And, you know, you hope his athleticism takes over and he's like an Adrian Peterson and just goes off into the sunset, but that's never guaranteed. Uh, Zeke Elliott getting older. There's one more game in the season. Does he last the whole season? Do they give Tony Pollard some more chances because he's shown that he can carry the load when needed. Robert Woods is getting older. So I think there's just a lot of older pieces on his team that he needs to stay healthy in order for him to really compete at the end. And I worry that, you know, injuries and mileage could play a factor. I hope not. I'm not trying to get well, thanks, a little bit of I'm just saying there's that possibility. All right. To Tim. Yeah, Defend so my I honor. <laughs> unprepared for all of these superlatives here. So, uh, you know, it's kind of rolling with it. And I picked Steven for this guy. And my reasoning behind that is so Chubb's going to be back healthy. He trades and gets CH. He does lose Deshaun Watson. And as, as of right now, he's going to keep using that roster spot on him because we don't know if he's ever going to play in the NFL again or not. Um, he gets Michael Thomas back healthy. In theory, A.J. Brown's healthy. Um, the, George Kittle's back healthy. And the key thing that you heard over and over again, there is health. I think Steven can – do exactly what the start off hot and end in disappointment. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a contender with all those players, but 
banking on the health of a lot of high end performers on his team that I don't know. I don't, I don't personally ever like taking the gamble against health. It's almost like this, this, this award should be called the injury prone award. <laughs> Everybody's going to start great, but whenever uh, all the injuries start setting in, who's going to get hurt the most. And unfortunately I think I got to go with Aaron. Uh, just, it is true. Zeke and Zeke and Saquon. I thought Zeke has been actually one of the more durable running backs in the league the past, you know, three or four years, but that's probably going to come to an end eventually. And then I'm praying that Saquon has a Dalvin Cook-esque year just because, you know, Dalvin Cook had that injury. All of a sudden he has his injury-prone label. And in the past three years, he's been a top-five running back. It's only missed, like, two games. So fingers crossed for that. But I do think my team poses a lot of risk, so I'm going to give that one to Aaron. And we will kick it over to Tim for the next award. Or the excuse next me, sup- superlative. The next superlative. Uh, listed here is the Cinderella Award. So that's someone that might have a slow start, um, but you see them potentially making the playoffs and making a deep run in the playoffs. And uh, let's start this one off with Chris. All right. So my Cinderella Award prediction winner, I went with Anthony for really three main reasons. Number one, you got the Yeti. You got the Eskimo. He comes out in wintertime when it's cold. Derrick Henry, it, it was a joke the past few years, but the fact that he's been so consistently doing this where he turns it on at the end of the year, it's, it's kind of a thing now. So he's going to start off slow, I think, but whenever it gets cold outside, Derrick Henry season starts. Travis Etienne, I think it's going to take him a little bit, five, six, seven weeks to kind of show Urban Meyer, like, yeah, you might not have wanted me in the draft, but I'm better than James Robinson. Sorry, I think that's going to take a while, but I think he'll eventually get that role. And then uh, Will Fuller, obviously suspended the first game. He comes back. I think it's going to take a while to get that rapport with with Tua, but I think once he does get that rapport, he's going to separate himself as the best wide receiver in that Miami Dolphins core, and I think he's going to be Tua's favorite target if Tua ever decides to throw it deep. But if he does, all that's sitting there. And then I also like the sneaky Daryl Henderson in there. Cam Akers can handle the whole load. Great. If not, I think Daryl Henderson is a sneaky, one of the best handcuffs in the league. Strong, strong start to this debate. Aaron, what you got? I went with Stretch. The reason I went with Stretch is because I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll be probably middle of the road, you know, week seven, eight, maybe four and four, three and five, possibly because he's got his core in place, right? He's got Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, Mari Cooper. In my mind, those four players, they're going to be consistent. A lot of people are shitting on Mike Evans in the offseason, basically saying that he's washed up. I don't think the dude has gone a season without being over 1,000 yards, so everybody can shut up. Um, he's been in the league seven years. He's, he's good. He's going to produce. So he's got those four. Then you look at the rest of his starting lineup, Hunter Henry, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel. That's going to be the key. Those three players right there. If Hunter Henry can ball out New England and they use him in a similar fashion that they did, like the Aaron Hernandez, um, I forget, I'm Rob Gronkowski years, right? They had so now they have Johnny Smith, they have Hunter Henry. Those will be the focal points of the offense. If he can get the production, if Jerry Judy can bounce back in his second year, he's obviously talented. They got to figure out the quarterback position, and you got Debo Samuel, who's as electric of a player in the league as there is. If all those pieces come together, then you're talking about stretch really making a late, late push, because I don't think those guys are going to start the season hot. I think it's going to take them some time to really build up and see what they are. And if they do all three come together and do what we think they could, that's in the realm of possibility. Then I think you're looking at stretch as a top team that could compete in the playoffs. Aaron, I don't know why we did this to ourselves trying to take on a law student in debate and someone who does this shit for a living. I know. (laughs) This is one where I, I, again, I wanted to pick Aaron and I thought I was going to, but Chris's argument uh, is going to prove too strong. Um, Touching on, you know, the Will Fuller aspect, I forgot. I mean, it fits in with the, you know, starting off cold ending strong. Forgot all about tractor Cedo season. I, those two points are huge and I'm going to have to pick Chris, who's I think going to clean sweep us. Bing, bada, boom. Honestly, the next one is probably the one I'm the least confident about. So we can just hop right in. <laughs> Aaron, I'll let you run this one. Yep. 
so we got the hot take award so this is uh the team with the most players the person debating believes will break out this year so maybe not a player you know that was already an rb one or a wide receiver one but one that might have been on the cusp of it maybe is a sleeper that can take a huge jump you get the idea so we got chris versus tim Chris, I'm going to have you start first. All right. Well, it actually really pisses me off that I'm choosing Tim to win this award just because um, he already has a solid starting lineup, and I think he's got a lot of guys that are just primed to break out. Aaron, I have a question for you. What ranking do you think DeAndre Swift finished last year? Um, total season? Yep. So all 16 weeks? PPR, yep. PPR, RB 13. He finished RB 18. What do you think Antonio Gibson finished? RB seven. He finished RB 13. So, but they're, but they're being drafted like they're top 10 running backs and, and correctly so. Right. So I think those guys are primed for a breakout. They're going to get into the top 10. Um, You have Joe Mixon who didn't play off last year. Everybody's down on him. I think he's going to re break out. And then you have two of my favorite rookies to break out this year. Javante Williams, give him half the year. But I think he's going to come out and make that role himself and think I have a Jonathan Taylor-esque year this year like Jonathan Taylor did last year. And then you have Jamar Chase, who I think is the closest thing that can get to Justin Jefferson this year, which is somebody who just comes in, might take a few weeks, but he's got the talent. He's got the relationship with the quarterback. I think he can easily finish double-digit touchdowns and over 100 catches this year. Um, they just have a lot of potential in there in addition to Gibson and Swift who are being drafted as top 10 guys, but didn't even finish in the top 10 last year. So I think all of those guys are primed for breakouts and it pisses me off. I'm saying this because I already think Tim is one of the best teams in the league. Tim, your side. Yeah, thanks. I'll take it. You know, I would love for all of my uh, young guys to break out in the same year. That would be a fantasy season for the record books. So I picked Hayden for this award and I've got five or six players too on his roster that I think can fight with mine for the breakout guys. Ronald Jones running back Tampa Bay last year, Leonard Fournette kind of took over, but then you look in the, uh, the playoffs, Ronald Jones was a monster. He's 23 and going into his fourth season. I think he's got a, a real chance to break out this year. Uh, another one, miles Gaskin, Miami dolphins running back. They didn't add anybody to compete with him. So, I mean, he's got – the floor is his to go and just take a step. I think he finished RB28, so maybe this year he can get into RB1, late RB1, early RB2 range. Um, and then going down, I'm going to add Chase Claypool, Cortland Sutton. I really like Josh Reynolds before Julio went to the Titans as well. Uh, but those two guys, and then I think, you know, I got to throw in – I don't know that breakout is true because, I mean, I don't think – Irv Smith is going to be like a top three tight end ever, but you know, Kyle Rudolph is finally gone. Irv Smith is still only 22. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. He finished, he finished as tight end 22. It wouldn't surprise me if he got more towards the top 12. Yeah. I don't know why we did this to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I think Chris won begrudgingly. It it pisses me off too, because I I really wanted not one of you or Tim to win that thing, but. By the way, if, I think if I would have went and redone the power rankings, I would have put Tim one. I, I looked at it the other time, and I was like, I think I would switch you and Tim. I think Tim's the best team in the league right now. I really do. Damn. So, all That's right. A debate for another day. I know. All right, we'll jump into number eight, second to last one. We have the Future Vision Award. What is that, you ask? It is the team that steps themselves up for the future the best. Can we do, let's, let's skip this one. It's, it's so easily done. It's probably just- done. We can just make Tim the winner. All um, right. Ding, ding, ding. Go, Tim. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, we mentioned it before. Don just selling out, getting yeah. all those draft picks. Obviously set himself up well for the future. We'll go the last yep. guy. Number nine, Aaron, take it away. Or sorry, Tim, take it away. Yeah, just a guy award. And since Chris is getting these off to a hot start, we're going to make him wait and sit down for a little bit. So, Aaron, just a guy, most average team in the league from top to bottom in terms of roster, off-season moves, owner personality, 
We're, we're going to I saw better. that. I was like, dang. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what you got? So I went with Clayton uh, just because I think when you look at his team, he's kind of the definition of middle of the pack. Uh, especially if all of his guys stay healthy. Um, Christian McCaffrey obviously accounts for a lot of points each week. Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I think you've got some other guys as well. Julio Jones, he's going to, I think, fall off a little bit fantasy-wise going to Tennessee from being in Atlanta. Um, And then you've got some other old hats like T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, and a young buck and no offense. So he's got some good mix in his starting lineup, but I just don't think it's a team that you look at and is going to be a outright contender to win it all. But I don't think he's anywhere near the bottom where you say, Oh, I think he's just going to tail off and not even make the playoffs. Um, and he really didn't do a lot to, I feel like bolster his team in the draft, but I think he sustained his team pretty well with the picks that he chose in the rookie draft didn't make a ton of off-season moves. And uh, I think Clayton's just one of those guys you just love to go get a beer with. He's just kind of your, your average <laughs> dude. Uh, pretty, pretty solid guy. So uh, that's why I picked Clayton. Very nice. Very strong start. All right, Chris, Funny. you are, in fact, going for the clean sweep here. Oh, as in the first five debates, you took the dub. Gosh. All right. Well, when I looked at this award um, – I mainly, so I looked at the teams and I was like, okay, so who has like those guys that kind of pop off the screen to you? And then who else has those guys that are just kind of like, yeah, they're there and they're fine, but they're just dudes. It's kind of like what this award is. And especially now that you put the owner personality in there, oh, this is an easy win for stretch. I mean, he's just a, he's just a guy out there, you know? <laughs> but if you, <laughs> if you look at his team though, Alvin Kamara jumps off the screen at you. What's it going to be like with Drew Brees? Who knows? He could go into like a mid-tier RB1, low-end RB1. You don't know. He could be a guy. So without him, I think all you have left that pops off the screen for him is Kyler Murray. Because if you run down the rest of his things, like his wide receivers, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, you're not expecting any of them to have that high upside, high-end wide receiver one. And then even like your young guys that you're supposed to be excited about, Jerry Judy and like, you know, Lynn Bowden, and, you know, and then if you want to talk about just guys, Melvin Gordon, Marvin Jones, like, where's the excitement here? These are just dudes. Like, they're going to be fine, but you don't have anybody that excites you, anybody that is really going to win you a week, maybe besides Kamara or Murray, which he tend to ride pretty well last year. But um, when you look outside those two guys, even Josh Jacobs, I mean, we all discuss like, with Kenyon Drake, he's just going to be a guy. So... I just look at this as not a very exciting team. Is it going to be a good team? Probably because you got a lot of solid contributors, but when it comes to excitement, he's just got dudes that are just going to produce and nothing really to get your balls going. Nothing, nothing tingling you there. Nothing, nothing really, you know, getting the, you know, getting the, the good, the goods going. You know what? Just a guy award, most average team off season moves and everything. Aaron, your selection is going to win this one. I, I do think you picked the right one there for this superlative. If, if there is one, I think I could have lost. It was that one. Aaron did a good job. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, every uh, squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah, so well, Chris took home five, Aaron two, and me two. So sorry, lost student wins. So you guys get to chug your drinks? Yep. Chug, 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 Which chug. I, I just finished mine. So. You're well, so shit, lame. I ain't going to do it if you ain't going to do it. Oh, you're getting kicked off the podcast. You're getting kicked off the pod. That's so lame. Should I chug I'm mine for one? Sorry. Winning? I'm sorry. The victory chug. I chugged the rest that I did have. <laughs> Chris chugged his. Hey, he stepped in. Time for a new one. You know what? I'm going to save the new chug one. out of a bottle. I'm going to save the new one for our next guess the first ever exclusive interview of the off season ladies and gentlemen give it up for hayden westfall hello there you go there he is hi what's going on all right nothing much man how are you doing late night podcast i'm good the lightning won back-to-back 
Stanley Cups. Let's go. I'm feeling good. I bought a jersey and a shirt and spent like 350 bucks. Now, why are you a Lightning fan? Uh, first hockey game I went to. Me too. Holy crap. I went to Tampa let's like go. a month ago and was like, Dude. let's go to a hockey, let's go to a Lightning hockey playoff game. Bought this hat and now here we are. So, that hurt my soul a little bit hearing those games are so fun. Hearing you say that you dropped 350 on that. You know what I dropped money on this week? Huh. I spent $1,000 on doorknobs. Hey. To change all the doorknobs <laughs> in the house. <laughs> doorknobs are freaking expensive, man. Freaking expensive. Did you, do you have like a mansion or something? What? No, doorknobs just suck and there's so many doors. Jeez. All right. Well, I hope you guys know all that's going in the pod. For people who don't know, we have Hayden Westfall, owner of Country Roads Take Mahomes, live here on the podcast. Hayden, I saved this for you, buddy, because I know you wanted to hear it. Beer number two of the night. We have an oh. El Gato from Centerpoint Brewing. Mm. Live and in person. Let's go. Oh, yeah. All right, Hayden, man. So this is the first time the audience has heard your wonderful voice, man. So tell us about yourself. What made you get into the league? Tell us all the good stuff. Not much to tell, really. I'm a pretty boring person. I just work all the time. Um, and then join the league. I mean, I've known you guys since college, so been playing in fantasy football since then. And, yeah, here we are. Yeah, you have. Also, somebody's getting married recently. I actually got my invite in the mail today. Same. Good. I'm glad they're making it out. Even though I do have one question. Speaking of, oh, go ahead. Speaking of, if anyone that's listening that got the save the date, if you moved and didn't tell me, uh, text me your new address just in case. (laughs) (laughs) You probably will have some, you know, all those guys in Kenya and uh, Ireland that listen to this show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Shout out Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) shout out kenya baby all right hayden again thank you for joining um i guess we'll run through your roster first because we have a lot of questions for you man we have a lot of questions for you so actually before we do that let's just talk about last season real quick man so what happened you i think if i remember correctly the first seven or eight weeks of the year you did not fall out of the top four in the power rankings you were consistently up there competing with the best of them. And then, like, your move, what what happened? Yeah, so I think, honestly, a lot of it was just trades early. Um, guys that I – guys I invested in in the draft, I had high hopes for, and then I just kind of let them go. Um, and then, like, the trade with Cooper Cup not turning out the way I thought it would, at least last year. I think he'll do better this year with, uh, with golf under center. Um, Stafford. It's all good. Yeah, no, we just kind of fell off a cliff, man. In, any reasoning behind that? Your team just stopped performing? Injuries? Like, what's up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it was. It was a little bit of both. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't have done much good even if I kept Devontae Parker though, because yeah. I think Tua sucks. Was I think he's chosen Rosen part two. But. <laughs> Chosen Rose, Josh Rosen, <laughs> throwback, baby. All right, well, let's run through your roster real quick in case for the people that don't know. So at quarterback, we have Country Road Takes Mahomes, of course, Patrick Mahomes, the 101 in our startup draft. Fun fact for folks who didn't know that. He went off the cuff. He went a little, you know, different and took Mahomes 101 in our draft. Backing up Mahomes, we have Baker Mayfield. So solid quarterback situation right there. I like it. At running backs, where we get a little iffy, in my opinion. So, at running backs, we have Chris Carson, Ronald Jones, Jarek McKinnon, James Conner, Miles Gaskin. So, um, you know, it could be better. Don't really know if you got any studs in there, but you, you do have pretty decent depth there, in my opinion. At wide receiver, we have Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, John Brown, Josh Reynolds, Darius Slayton, Jalen Waddle, his brand new toy, and Terrence Marshall and Dwayne Eskridge. A lot of young guys there. We'll get into that later. Um, and at tight end, we have Irv Smith Jr. 
and Pat Fryermuth and Blake Jarwin, a recent pickup of yours. And then I actually forgot to mention the wide receivers because I didn't miss your flex spot. We also have Chase Claypool and Cortland Sutton in there. So looking at your roster, Hayden, what what's the plan right now? So are we are we competing this year? Are we in a little bit of a rebuild? Are we on the fence not knowing what we're doing and what what's happening? I think I think it's a healthy mix of win now and rebuild. It's almost like we're buying. So like if I have one more good piece, I think it puts me in the in that upper echelon of teams. But maybe if you had like an Aaron Jones or something. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still, I'm still content with that trade. Um, and my reasoning for trading Amari Cooper, who I got, I think he Chris won that Carson. trade. I think he won that trade though. Yeah. So I traded Amari Cooper for Cortland Sutton because it came with the two second rounders. And no, I know next year's class isn't how last year's was or this year's, but there are still a couple guys I think I'm a fan of that could fall to that second round or. Who knows? Just a couple guys I could take a shot on that could end up being a piece with Sutton and worth more than Cooper on his own. Absolutely. I believe that. So you think you're kind of one piece away then? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I think anytime any team in fantasy football, if you're starting Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, you know, that could be any week up to 50 points or more. I mean, he's just got that explosive ability and then, it was really interesting hearing your reasoning for Amari Cooper. You know, I, I personally like Cortland Sutton. I, I think he's going to have a good bounce back here from injury. But, I mean, the Cooper and the Dallas Cowboys offense, that I was de- definitely shocked whenever I saw that trade go through. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely understand you guys' reasoning and everything. Um, I don't know. I just thought Cortland Sutton really isn't – he's not bad, and I think he's been overlooked a lot just because of the injuries. Um, so I think getting him and two second rounders isn't really that big of a loss. As He's also two as- years younger than Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, if, if Denver decides just to suck next year and they, you know, get a good quarterback next year, you know, you have arguably one of the better wide receiver cores with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, and Cortland Sutton's going to be the tall guy in the end zone. He's going to be getting the touchdowns, so – I think there's a lot of future opportunities and you kind of got two years, kind of what Tim said, being two years younger than Amari Cooper, you kind of got two years to make up that gap, right? So mm-hmm. I don't think that trade was terrible. I kind of want to go back to your your Aaron Jones and trade. So you sent Aaron Jones, pending Aaron Rodgers, probably like an easy top 10 running back next year, and you received Amari Cooper and Chris Carson. When I first saw this trade go through, I was like, Hayden, what the heck are you doing, man? Like, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> And then I saw Aaron Jones was 26 and Chris Carson was 26. And I was like, okay, Chris Carson seems super old to me for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I saw they were the same age. I was like, okay. So don't get me wrong. Aaron Jones is better than Chris Carson, but I could see Chris Carson being like a high-end RB2 and Aaron Jones being a mid to high-end RB1. So I was like, okay, so you lose it there. But I feel like Amari Cooper, man, that's an easy low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. So I kind of like what you did there. Um, what was your, what was your thinking behind that one? Well, my two offers that were like solid offers were that and CEH Shit. for Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Amari Cooper and Chris Carson is a much better deal than CEH for Aaron Jones straight up. Would agree. I agree too. <laughs> <laughs> Your arguments were, oh, dude, I'm not going to lie. I was so mad when we were texting. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I was reluctant to even give up CEH, man. I wanted wanted a running back core of Saquon, CEH, Aaron Jones, and uh, uh, whoever my other running back was at the time. Zeke. Zeke, yeah. That would have been just so hot. I, I really wanted that. but I think everyone would want that running back. I know. That running back depth. I know. So, Hayden, looking at your lineup, who is the guy that you're most excited for next year? You see him on your lineup, and it's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be good. Who you got? Who am I excited for? Yeah, I don't know about the being good. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm excited for Jalen Waddle. Like, just quicker and fast. I'm just hoping he can make Tua look good. Uh, 
I don't know. He's probably the one, like, the one I'm most interested in. But outside of that, maybe uh, Blake Jarwin. Yeah, you recently just you recently just picked him up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave him the old cut. Not good enough for Tim's roster. I had Dalton Schultz the backup, and I was like, well, Jarwin's coming back in this Cowboys offense. I already lost Cooper. I think I lost him before I did this, but yeah, I don't I remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron, you're off the quiet up there. You got anything to say to our, our esteemed guest? Well, I was just going to add in, I'm excited to see Allen Robinson. I think on our podcast of the three hosts, I'm the highest on him. And I think the connection between him and Justin Fields. And uh, uh, Andy Dalton. Nah. <laughs> Jay, Andy Dalton. Maybe maybe till like week four. Uh <laughs> Because Matt Nagy's job will be on the line at that point once they're zero and four. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm a huge fan of Allen Robinson, so I think uh, I'm excited to watch him on your team and um, you know pairing him with Cortland Sutton. I think that's that's going to be good. I, I'm also high on Cortland Sutton as well. He's a freak athlete. And say what you want about the quarterback situation. Say what you want about all the external factors for both of them. But just pure talent at the wide receiver position, those guys are some of the best. I agree. I have one more question before our potential hashtag last question of the interview. Hayden, you are ranked ninth in the power rankings. How do you feel about that? That's fine. I'll just show you all wrong this year. Hey. Or maybe right. Who knows? If I don't get that one piece, <laughs> I'm all right with I'm all right with a nine. All right. Better draft. <laughs> <laughs> Better draft pick next year. Jeez. All right, man. Um, I don't have anything else. I have one last question for you that we ask all of our guests. Um, there is there's one, one right there's answer. one right answer. Um, who is your favorite podcast host out of this show? Who's my favorite? Who's your favorite podcast host? It's gotta be Tim. Easy. What? Hey, let's go. <laughs> I've known him the longest. It's not fair. Go bolts. <laughs> <laughs> But right. I do I do like the lightning ad. It's a it's a close second. That's right, baby. Stanley Cup champions. Hayden. Let's go bolts. Yeah, go bolts, baby. Anything else to say for the people in Kenya or Ireland or anybody like why why should you be people's favorite team? Honestly. Like, think about it. Everyone loves a good underdog story, a good comeback story. So let's uh give it up for Country Road Tech Mahomes. Country Road. <laughs> I, like I do I like, like that name a lot. I do like that name a lot. All right, Hayden. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, if people want to reach out to Hayden, he's all over the Instagram page. He's got a Facebook. He's got a Twitter. I think you got Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got Twitter. Go follow him, man. Go see all his lightning stuff. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for joining, Hayden, man. Yep. You're looking Thanks good. Thanks for having me. You're looking good tonight, bro. You too. All right, man. Go Bolts, man. All right. See you later. later see you, gents. Go Bengals. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard from the esteemed, the first ever interview, postseason interview, I guess, for a team, was Hayden. He sounded a lot more confident in his team than we do. <laughs> Certainly. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's like one Only piece, one piece, away. one piece away. I'm like. <laughs> hey, At each position. It, st- it starts with you. You got to have confidence in yourself before uh, people would have it. So, hey, Zach willed himself from nine into the playoffs last year. So maybe Hayden can do it this year. That is true, man. That's true. All right. Uh, before we go, as always, got to run through the housekeeping stuff. Listen to us on the podcast streaming platforms that matter Spotify and Apple Music. As always, subscribe to our pod. We appreciate it. Review us five stars. Tell us who your favorite podcast host is. Again, only one answer is correct. Share us with your friends, maybe your family, maybe, I don't know. Um, And as always, just crush that light. Overpower. Just destroy it. Extinguish. Yes. Vanquish. Yes. Like it. Like it. Like, yeah, hit, hit the like button. You're supposed to click it, man. That's your thing. Nah. <laughs> no, we're changing this to you. Actually, yeah, click it. All right, all right. And uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, 
at this league underscore pod. I won the debate, so that means I get to choose our fade out music. It's July. This is a lot of pressure. It's July. It's halfway to Christmas. Christmas in July. Baby, all I want for Christmas is you. You, baby. I'm Chris. Peace out. Anybody got a gun? Peace. Gone. Get. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs>